It is Christmas Day, and so we're going to hand out some presents for Minnesota Wild players as well as complaining about the fact that nobody in front of the Minnesota Wild in the Western Conference playoff picture ever loses. That, and we'll talk about a huge double dip coming up for the Wild to close out 2023 against Winnipeg. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are your team every day. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked on Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's Christmas Day episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the Western Conference playoff picture. We'll hand out some presents to Minnesota Wild players, and uh, we will also take a look at the big double dip coming up for the Minnesota Wild to close out the year. My name is Seth Topol, as mentioned, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And this could be a victory Micheletti Monday or just a Micheletti Monday. Not entirely sure because I will say full disclosure, we are recording this before the Boston game because there's going to be travel. I'm going to be traveling. And so trying to just trying to get some some episodes out there. So we have content for you come Christmas Day. So there could be a lot that happens between now and then. And obviously, if there's anything majorly breaking, we'll get it in there. But I uh, just wanted to get an opportunity to uh, to vibe with Alex. And so it is a it is a victory Micheletti Monday or it's a Micheletti Monday. I will let the listeners fill in the blanks. But Alex, Merry Christmas. Uh, glad to have you on as always. And uh you know, we're we're coming off the heels of a, another exciting win against the Montreal Canadiens and uh, setting up for what should be a fun game against Boston over the weekend. But as we'll talk about here to start, none of the teams in front of the wild ever lose games and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, I was scoreboard watching <laughs> again and, you know, Calgary, it, it just they they don't lose. Arizona too. It's like, oh, you know, Arizona is the most frustrating thing too. It's like, you you always see them. You know, they're playing. You know, San Jose. They've played them twice now in the past couple of games, and it's just like they're picking up easy points. It's like, ah, and Nashville's on a heater too. So it's just like all these teams that they're, you know, the right there in the, in in the pack. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a crazy stretch uh, going into twenty twenty four. The bright spot of all of this is that the Wild have two games in hand on Calgary. They have a game in hand on St. Louis, a game in hand on Arizona, two games in hand on Nashville. Um, And so, you know, if the Wild win, if they beat Boston, and we'll have a full preview for you of that game, 
if they beat Boston, all of a sudden they vault into that first team out territory and they're going to play Arizona yet this year. They're going to play the Nashville Predators again. And so for all of this frustration with looking at the standings and seeing that Nashville's eight and two in their last 10, Arizona's six and four, St. Louis and Calgary at least are four and six and four, four and two, but the Wilds still trail them despite going seven and three in their last 10. And so like, can one of those teams that's either in a wild card spot right now or the team directly in front of the Minnesota Wilds in the push for the playoffs, please just go on like a 10 game losing streak and just like, just, just What's, eliminate yourself from contention. Again, like we talked about in the last, last time I was on the dreaded overtime points too. these teams are miraculously yeah. just, they're just playing to get a point, which they have to change the point system. It's like, you know, the the other night, uh, Seattle. I mean, Seattle just keeps getting points because they're they're just getting it to overtime, and then you know they're like, we're we're okay with with one point. You know, it's just like ah. Well, and Montreal even another good yeah. example. They have six six regulation wins in thirty one games. They're a weird team to figure out. <laughs> Bizarre. Completely that, that, weird. That's team. watching some of that game was like. How are we, how are we tied with this thing? But right. then, you know, Marco Rossi having to sit for 17 minutes right during the middle of the game is pretty much exactly why that happens. No, no uh, agitator, Marco Rossi. Yeah. Like the, the fighter, you know, if we're, if we're <laughs> handing out, if we're handing out movie title, uh, movie titles to players, you could either go the fighter, um, which by the way, Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, elite movie. Excellent. Or you just go the Terminator for Marco Rossi. Right. The machine, as uh, uh, Kirill called him. Yeah, post-game. which Kirill, <laughs> again, another just um, just another one of those. And we'll talk about it when we get to his present. But um, the players that are supposed to be leading the way for this team over the last few games, they're the ones leading the way over these last few games. And that is not, you can't deny that at all. Right. And it's a, this team injury after injury and they still now Ryan Hartman, it just, you know, at at the most important parts of the the team. And it's just, and, you know, I'm sure Kirill still isn't a hundred percent. And, uh, but now you see it with Marco Rossi too. They're just, you know, they're playing with confidence too. That's just such a, you know, a big deal. You know, he needed that, uh, that winner again, or, you know, getting two against Boston against probably, you know, arguably the, you know, one of the top teams in the Eastern conference. And now that's back-to-back game winners. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's where you, you know, can get on a, on a big streak here. So they're going to have to, you know, continue it just like, you know, we'll talk about later in the episode, but they, I mean, they have some, <laughs> some really important games before the, you know, 2024 part of the season, uh, gets going here and uh you know um, you know you, you want to be in that uh you know contender spot not selling off you know assets so because yeah. as we know uh you know you know pat maroon of all people is uh is an interest uh you know to teams because they're always looking for uh you know depth uh, uh forwards uh, come playoff time yeah and you don't you don't want to be shipping a guy like that out because no he's not being he's not being relied upon to provide um 
a scoring role right now, no. which is exactly what exactly where he should be. Mm-hmm. And so again, credit to John Hines for getting the top guys going and yeah. uh, and relying on them. I mean, I'm talking. I I coined the phrase the Hines core for uh, I'm trying I'm trying to make that a thing. And the group that it includes, Boldy, Rossi, Kaprizov, Eck, and Faber. Like, if you can get those five guys to be playing extremely well on a nightly basis, or even great, or even good, if they factor into the equation from a scoring goals perspective, or from just making, like, unbelievable plays, you're probably going to have a good time more often than you don't. And so credit for Hines identifying those guys and saying, these are the guys that make us tick. Everybody else can kind of follow along, but these are the guys that make us tick. And if they, if they're going well, we're going to be going well. If not, we're going to lose games. Uh, and credit to the strength and conditioning folks with the and trainers with the wild. Uh, yeah. Guys playing elevated minutes, more minutes than, then they're probably comfortable, but uh, you know their their bodies are just in the in the right uh, you know state right now, and uh, they're they're pushing, they're hunting for wins, and you know this is a hungry team that uh, is trying to stay in that uh, crowded mix of uh, of you know you know of, of wild card teams because it looks like it would be really tough for the for the wild to to get in that top three. So you're you're just you're battling it out with. Uh, uh, with everybody else in, in that for those wild card spots, and uh, it looks like you know it's you know it, they're going to be going through the through the central, not not the specific yeah. teams. Yeah, thankfully, because <laughs> y- you look at the you look at the top three. I mean, the Wild are currently ten points behind Dallas with the same number of games played. They're ten points behind Colorado, but they got two games in hand there. And they're nine points behind Winnipeg with the same number of games played. And so you have to play that much better than them in order to get ahead of them in the standings. And that's where it be- it comes becomes tricky because you got 51 games left and you got to try to make up nine or 10 points in those 51 games. That's where it gets dicey. But hey, overtime, overtime points, I guess. <laughs> can can really make the difference and so hey look at our friends out in the the islanders too people are you see it all over twitter that you know they're just uh one point merchants i keep seeing in in comment sections it's uh it cracks me up yeah they they have uh really made a habit of uh getting to the extra session and just cashing that point like right passing going monopoly like collect your collect your two hundred dollars and keep going, right? <laughs> but let's hand out some presents because with it being Christmas Day, we want to keep festive. We want to stay with the theme, and so we're going to hand out some uh, appropriate presents for particular players on this Minnesota Wild team, and uh, we will do that as we continue today's Christmas Day episode of Lockdown Wild. Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Thank Christmas. you for taking time to tune in, whatever you're doing. Uh, We appreciate uh, having you along for the ride, and uh, we'll continue today's episode after this. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we are your team every day. Merry Christmas to all of the Locked on Wild listeners out there. We appreciate you taking time, whatever you're doing, whether it be 
um, just hanging out with family, whether you've got the, the show on while you're eating leftovers from Christmas Eve dinner, whatever you're doing, if you're taking time to tune in, we certainly appreciate it here today. Seth Topol and Alex McLeddy with you. And uh, it's time to hand out a few presents, Alex. And I came up with this bit. And so I have uh, creatively come up with some present ideas, and we're just going to talk our way through them uh, as I hand them out. So we'll start with the spectacled one, Brock Faber, after yet another 30-point effort against the Montreal Canadiens. 30 minutes. Um, yeah, just preposterous that he continues to, it seems like, get better the more minutes he plays. And... Well, it was 33. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the only thing that I could think of that made sense for Faber to keep him being able to do that as long as is necessary is a lifetime supply of five hour energy. And so anytime Brock Faber needs a lift, he can just pop open a five hour energy. They're tiny. So you can. You can store a bunch, you know, he can, he can throw a bunch in his suitcase as the team heads out on the, on the road. Um, I mean, if Ryan Reeves can get smelling salts on the bench, somebody can get him a five hour energy. But the point being is that if he's going to continue to play at his elite level, best five hour energy is going to be the one to help him do it. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That's everything that you know that he's been doing it's he's he's elevated at a whole nother level and uh you know now he's starting to show some offense too so that that's a game that uh you've always wanted to you know you know it's in there a little bit um and now he's starting to show it uh with some guys uh out injured and so he's getting uh the special teams time and that's just <laughs> just adding to what he already does at a you know elite level is uh you know his skating is 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 you know so important uh and uh, you know it's he just he's a guy that you don't have to worry about making a mistake out there too right which is for for his age it's uh you know it's it's incredible and uh you know he's making 30 minutes look like like nothing which just is just a breeze like if absurd. i tried to if i tried to even play one shift out there i would be dead like there'd I mean, be the no way that i could get from one side of the ice to the other I mean, if you look at that decor, there's some guys that have, you know, <laughs> Alex goligoski has been in some high leverage, you know, uh, minutes throughout his career, you know, Stanley Cup, you know, just playoffs uh, and, and and they're trusting the the 21 year old, uh, 22 year old. It's it's in it's insane. Uh, and uh, I mean, <laughs> you take a look, you know it's amazing that they're able to, you know, to keep winning without Spurgeon and Brodeen back there. Yeah. I like, mean, teams don't could, do this. No, normal no. teams don't do no. this. I mean, and they just, I mean, um, you know, Montreal is nothing compared to Boston, but beating that Boston team, that is an elite team in, you know, yeah. in the, in the garden. That's one of the hardest hardest places to get a win and, you know it's just <laughs> you're dealing you're trying to stop david pat Pasternak, who just always always seems to come up in the clutch and and they did it you know and that was uh that was a major confidence boost to, to the entire yeah. group especially on the back end of a back-to-back -back, i mean and traveling and, and then they you know 
that that picture that's going kind of viral of uh, Krill's, you know, celebrating with the with the fans. It's just it's it's awesome to see that, especially you know, there's been some tough games at the X, and so to to get that is you know, no overtime winners is awesome with your best player. Uh, so, you know, good for Krill and, you know, continuing his uh, goal scoring. Yeah. And let's, let's go into Kirill Kaprizov yeah. for the next present because I, I have the perfect one in mind for him. And to be honest, he's already opened it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm channeling space jam for this because what Kirill is getting is a bottle of water. Now the label is going to be covered up on this one because it's going to say, 2021-2022 Kirill Kaprizov. And when he drinks it, that's going to help him channel his 2021-2022 absurd season. But it's just water because it was always there. Kaprizov just needed to figure out how to get back to it. And I say that he opened it already because he has. These last three games have been his best of the season and he's responded with three goals he has five points in the two games overtime winners um and and so it very much looks like he's getting as close as we've seen this season to where he's been in the past and that's massive for this team that's massive for the Minnesota Wild because as he goes the team goes and he has been trending much much better here recently yeah i said it uh, on twitter uh him doing that uh interview with our, our buddy Kevin Gorg uh for the first time after you know after that boss and that entire interview was in English you know and yeah. that that's a huge deal you know that that shows you know confidence uh you know that shows that he's comfortable and uh you know you could just see you know Pat Maroon said it's good to see a smile Krill too which uh you know it, it just seems like oh you know everything was lifted off his shoulders too. It, you know, I think he was trying to do too much and uh, worried, you know, having a letter on his Jersey and uh, you know, just, you know, it didn't seem like he was comfortable skating out there a lot earlier, uh, you know, in the season here and, you know, still probably fighting through that injury from uh, good old Logan Stanley, who we'll probably never hear from in this league again, but uh (laughs) Uh, you know, what a, what a waste of space in, in Winnipeg. And I think Winnipeg figured that one out, you know, now. So, but uh, we move on, but uh, um, yeah, just, it's so much fun seeing Kirill score goals. It's just, it's like our Alex Orve- or, you know, our Alex Ovechkin. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, when he's, he gets so pumped up to score and, you know, and then jumps into the, uh, you know, to the glass where the fans are celebrating too. It's, it's awesome. For Jonas Brodeen, for Jared Spurgeon, and for Matt Zuccarello, I dive into the world of Super Mario and I give them a one-up mushroom because, good Lord, the, the fact that this team is even remotely able to stay afloat, missing their two best outside of Brock Faber, missing their two best defensemen, and a top six forward is mind-boggling. And so... Let's take the one-up mushrooms, give them to those three so they can get back for the stretch run and uh, can help this team just continue to uh, try to bank some wins here. Well, the, I I feel so bad for Jared Spurgeon too, to get, you know, you prepare all summer and then you get hurt 
in one of the last preseason games against Chicago of all teams, just on a stupid play. Thanks to Nato. Right. (laughs) And, you know, it's just, he's, he's dealt with multiple injuries now, you know, he comes back and then gets hurt again, you know, and it's, it's nothing, it's not his fault. It's just, you know, just (laughs) really, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And, you know, then poor Jonas Brodeen just feeling the wrath from Evander Kane. Uh, and it's just like, really, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you feel, feel awful because that, cause that guy plays the game the right way. And, uh, yeah. uh, for him to, to go through, I mean, it just at the worst times too, you know, just I remember the, the, the playoff series against, against Vegas and a game seven and, you know, just gets, you know, same, similar type of uh, hit, you know, just gets slammed into the boards and, you know, has another injury and yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough for, for Jonas. Very tough. Uh, some of the other ones that I want to throw in here just to kind of wrap up is uh, for John Merrill and Alex Goligoski. They have been given change of address forms from the United States <laughs> post office. So do with that what you will. Um <laughs> Honestly, oh man! Like that one, I I laughed insanely hard when I was coming up with these. At that one in particular, because it's just such a. If anybody knows, like that, that is an actual thing that exists. If anybody's ever had to fill one out, um, yeah, I I figured I had to throw that in for the audience for for both of those guys. Well, and. You know, I was, I was like, there's no way that they're healthy scratching Damon Hunt, and it looked like they were. And thank goodness he was able, you know, to to play too, because <laughs> he he deserves to play. He doesn't, you know, uh, some of those vets, you know, they might need to go in the press box uh, and you know say hi to Seth up there and have some popcorn and yeah, uh, the healthy uh, um, pop machine up there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just. It's, what are we, what are what are they doing? And, you know, you know, if this team is able to get into the playoffs, you know, it's just like, please, please, just get the puck out of the zone without any any issues. Just yeah, <laughs> dump it off uh, off the glass. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh boy, please don't make any mistakes. Third pairing D D. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we don't need to have any games decided by the third pairing anymore. Right. Um, We've seen it with the Kulikov nightmares. You oh know. my god, <laughs> we'll never forget that series. That will never die. Um, the final one. I'm throwing this in because it was one of the funniest things I've seen recently. Uh, Brandon Duhame for Christmas is getting the clothes that Marc-Andre Fleury stole (laughs) out of the locker room after the game because Duhame said that he is doing great for a 50-year-old after the uh, or during the game in Boston. He said he's doing great for 50. And so Fleury, of course, retaliated, took his clothes out of the locker room, and Duhame left the game after the game against Montreal in bright blue pants, and like a 70s sport coat. And that was it. Nothing and, underneath. Yeah. Just. <laughs> and so. No tarp. Yeah. Tarps off under the. the. It was. <laughs> it's like. It made me think of. Um, it made me think of American Gangster. Yeah. With um, Denzel Washington. It made me think of one of those. Go. Yeah. Those types of clothes. One of those yeah. types, types of 70s sport coats. And so he gets whatever Flurry stole, and Flurry, to his credit, said, "I'm 
he'll be able to find him somewhere. But um, <laughs> there's we'll, more I'll, in the bowels of uh, of yeah. the X. Uh, I'll have to yeah, ask. Maybe we him can if, ask Jesse if she sees <laughs> dress clothes anywhere. I'll I'll ask Duhame the next time he's on if he ever <laughs> found him because uh, yeah, don't uh, don't mess with the with the flower. And one more for Flurry is yep. um at least three more wins this season. That's his present because it'll it'll be more than that because he's he's been effective enough to where you can throw him out there too in addition to Gustafson, and we're seeing Hines be more willing to ride the hot hand right. when it presents itself. So let's get Flurry those three wins so that he can pass Patrick Waugh. And, and hopefully at in. home, too. That would be oh, awesome. At home would be great. The only other spot that I think would be even better is if he did it in Vegas. Right. Where they, um, <laughs> that but would be awesome. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Yeah. So that's that's one more for Flurry and for Freddie Goudreau. His is a postcard from Dean Evison because um, he and he he has started to play better. Goudreau mm-hmm. has, but obviously he's not playing near the role that he was when Dean Evison was here. And so <laughs> a uh, a postcard from Dean is uh, is Freddie Goudreau's present here to uh, finish off. There were plenty of other presents, too many for me to even. Too many for me to even mention. And so if you have any creative ideas as well, I know Bob is going to have a ton in the comments because the nicknames that he has, it takes me about 40 seconds to start every episode because I'm scrolling through the comments for the previous one. All of the nicknames just absolutely have me in stitches. And so I can't wait. Uh, Denny, Denny, I know when you listen to this, you're, you'll be cooking up something or Travis. Yeah. Uh, Bob, yeah, for sure. Um, Fire them up in the comments. Let us let us know what creative presents you would give uh, wild players, and try to try to one up my change of address form from the United States Post Office. (laughs) Absolutely, just try. Go ahead and try. Well, we're going to finish today by talking about the Winnipeg Double Dip. It's a New Year's Eve twin billing uh, home and home. I love when they do these. So we'll talk about that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we are your team every day, and we wish you a Merry Christmas from everybody at Locked on Wild, from the entire crew, from me, from Alex, from Zach, from Charles, from Jay, everybody that is part of the regular rotation. We wish you a Merry Christmas here today and hope that you are getting a chance to spend it with family and uh, enjoying great food, hanging out on a uh, relatively nice Minnesota winter day compared to what we have had in previous years. So we'll hope that continues (laughs) because it makes my commute less, uh, less hair raising um, between, uh, (laughs) between Southern Minnesota and the XL energy center. But let's talk about the Winnipeg jets because the Minnesota wild to finish off the 2023 portion of the schedule. They play Detroit on Wednesday, and then they go home and home with the Winnipeg Jets. And this is something that they've done the last couple of seasons is you play at one venue on one day, play an afternoon game, and then you travel and you play at the other the next day. And so it'd be fun to be able to do this against teams that you were certain you'd be able to beat in both instances, 
But this is, I think, a fun opportunity, too, because this is going to give John Hines an opportunity to see how they bounce back because this is as close to like playoff caliber series as as you're going to get is going toe to toe against a team on back to back nights. Yeah, and Rick Rick Bonus, old friend Rick Bonus is he's got the Jets going in a really good uh, good uh, pace here uh, and you know they they're getting some elite play out of guys, you know, we talked, you know, before the episode episode started, uh Nikolai Ehlers is playing fantastic. Uh, Gabe Velarde, who they got from LA in, in, in the Dubois trade, has been phenomenal. Alex Ayafalo has been great. And, you know, Connor Hellebuck's on a Vesna type season again. Uh, he, But for some reason, too, the, the Wild usually have his number, too. So um, I'm sure we'll get Brussois in the other game and, uh, you know, try to take advantage of some major, you know, points. That's, you know, that's four points that could be up for for grabs so that you know the wild could really you know elevate and get you know higher into this into the standings and you know it's uh, <laughs> uh one guy that uh is always a pain too is mark shifley he seems to get under the skin yeah. of a lot of the wild players so uh just through battles you know, through playoffs and and uh yeah it'll be very interesting and you know they have uh uh, you know Neil Pionk, uh, Minnesotan too, and uh, Dylan Sandberg, and so yeah, they have some some Minnesota guys on that. Uh, Nate Schmidt, uh, you know from from Seth's uh, neck of the woods, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, be very uh, very stressful. <laughs> that uh, um, you know that rank too is is loud. It's it's smaller than most most ranks in you know in Winnipeg, but. Uh, um, they have a passionate fan base um, too, and uh, I can't wait for those games. So here are the splits for Hellebuck over the last few seasons. Last year, he went one and three against the Minnesota Wilds, three point two seven goals against average, and an eight ninety three save percentage. Not terrible, um, mm-hmm. but certainly not Hellebuckian <laughs> as we uh, as we are used to. Get a load of the splits from 2021-2022. He was 2-1-1, one, and one, but had a 3.78 goals against average and an 8.93 save percentage. And I remember it vividly because he gave up seven goals, I think, in two of those games. That one of them was the Black Friday game, right? Or I just remembered. I remember that one. I was like, oh my gosh, that this was not... Uh... This is not Connor Hellebuck at all. So yeah. you know, for for whatever reason, the Wild get in his get in his head lately. Just they, you know, they're scouting him really well, and uh, yeah, so you know, th- that happens sometimes. I think that if I remember correctly, that was like a seven to one win for the Wild, right? And yeah. yeah, I was at a movie, and the Wild I think scored like right as the movie was starting. So I'm like, okay, I gotta. I can't be following this while the movie's going on. But then I see like four more notifications and I'm like, and it was like four, it was like four, nothing after the first period. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> right. And that's when they had everybody going. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. They had uh, everybody in their disposal and uh, just, just unhinged. And <laughs> obviously one of the all time moments from the last however many years between these two teams. Incredible. The Dean 
and bonus exchange at the end of last season Over in here? which bonus points aggressively at Dean and he goes like this and Dean just in this was just such a Everson reaction is he turns and he just looks and he says come on over like I got nothing going on right I'll put <sighs> I'll put you in a headlock Rick <laughs> all-timer and I I know bonus is a very fiery head coach but like that was one of the things that I always kind of joke about is like if there are coaches if there are NHL coaches that have mob ties like well, how about how about Rick? Uh, you know, he basically he called out Blake Wheeler basically in that playoff series against Vegas, and uh, you know <laughs> that that was the end of Blake Wheeler in, in in Winnipeg. That that was crazy that he he called out his team and like you know the yeah. guys were coming in uh, for the end of the or for the end of the season press conference too. That was that was wild. That was a crazy series too, and you know that that really <laughs> just insane you know and you know vegas ends up going and winning winning the cup but uh yeah it was that was, was tough and they've uh they've kind of gone through a trans you know transformation of, of their team uh mm-hmm. you know everybody thought uh you know when they traded uh um, dubois that uh you know that 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 they were gonna lose that trade but it's it seems like they are the ones that are coming out uh better than better than LA. I mean, Filardi has been phenomenal for them. And, uh, you know, I follow, like I, like I mentioned too, as a, was, was huge uh, as well. And, uh, it's amazing what they're doing without Kyle Connor too. Um, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, that guy is, you know, top 10 scorer in the league and, uh, you know, they just keep, keep battling and, uh, you know, they have, Josh Morrissey too, who just continues to look like a Norris type of uh, defenseman back there. It's uh, it's fun to watch. Certified stud, um, yeah. Alex. I just want to throw one thing at you quick because I just remembered this in talking about bad blood. Jay Fresh tweeted out a survey that I think he put together, uh, the third annual airing of grievances <laughs> survey. And one of the categories is the most common fan bases picked as most annoying for each fan base. And so you go through and like this, say, you know, for instance, the Calgary Flames fan base most hates Edmonton first, Toronto second and Vancouver third. Makes sense. All, all, all Canadian teams. Why in the world would the Toronto Maple Leafs show up as the second most hated by the Minnesota Wild fan base. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How can you? How can you hate that that team? You know, just from a Minnesota perspective. But uh, I mean, I, I don't. How can you hate Austin Matthews? I don't. Then again, I don't get it. But then again, I think Toronto was first or second in ninety nine percent of the fan bases the only ones in which toronto I mean, doesn't do, show up they have a bougie fan base but yeah. like... the only ones in which toronto doesn't show up is their own fan base uh seattle and that's it like they literally only they literally show up in every other fan base's top three and Crazy. for the wilds it is dallas first 
No, I mean the battles on social media. It's it's yeah, crazy. Naturally, even um, with beat writers too. That's yeah. We had um, we got ratings bombed by Dallas fans in that uh, that Star Series, which was not fun at all. No. Because anybody that knows about how ratings work, ratings control how frequently you get shown to and algorithms. That, mm. Yes, to people who don't regularly listen. To your show and the f- more negative reviews you get the less frequently you get seen so that was super fun well i'm um, sure you saw i'm sure you saw this too and uh in you know it's uh college football uh signing uh you know day this week or whatever and you know uh i think it was oklahoma fans were uh giving one star reviews to a dad's insurance like a uh you know a dad of of a, of a recruit that went you know decided to go to a different school and they were just, you know, putting one star reviews on his, on his business. It's like that, that is like uh, that type of stuff is just That's really too far. For. Same thing with ratings. It's like, yeah, you're affecting people, you know, uh, you know, their livelihood. It's, it's crazy. Um, Chicago was third. And so I get one and three. Yeah, I no, don't no. understand Toronto in there, but. The reason I bring it up is because on the topic of bad blood, bonus and Everson, um, I wanted to throw that in because um, Dallas should be number one for Minnesota Wild fans. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, the I, rivalries, <laughs> and it, it's too bad too because you have you know they have Jake Ottinger and that and Jason uh-huh. Robertson. I mean, they have some guys on that team that. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard. Joe Pavelski. How can you hate that guy? I mean, right. Uh, you know, the one guy that, you know, fans did have a legitimate gripe about, uh, Jamie you know, Ben. Yeah. And, uh, remember Antoine Russell too? My goodness, that, that guy was a pain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, they do have some really likable guys on that team too, which, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, Say no. what you want about Pete Pete DeBoer too. He's you know um, he likes to needle the wild, but uh, you know he's a hell of a coach too. Good luck doing that against John Hines. John right. Hines seems unflappable. That's so, uh, yeah. We'll see. But anyway, bad blood is a great thing to bring up on Christmas Day. So I uh, I don't know how I got uh, sidetracked onto that, but I digress. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Again, we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Enjoy everybody. Enjoy the rest of however much time you have off between now and the new year. Uh, we'll continue to drive the content bus for you. So uh, make sure to subscribe to Locked on Wild if you haven't already. So you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.